everything that he does is without, it's not without purpose and not without reason. He always, always is in control. And he always knows just what he's doing. Hallelujah. In the book of 1 Samuel, the Bible talks about a man whose name was Elkanah. And he had two wives. One of those wives was fruitful and the other was barren. The name of one of those wives was Hannah. And Hannah could not have any children. Uh, and in that day, it was very important for a woman to give her husband many children. And Hannah was one of those who just wasn't satisfied with just a husband. And she wasn't satisfied or happy knowing that the other wife had given him sons. So Hannah wanted to, to give her husband something uh, from her own body. And from what we heard uh, just a few minutes ago, there should not be a believer in this place among us today who is just satisfied with not producing children for God. It's important for us. The name Hannah means favored, F-A-V-O-R-E-D. So she inquired of the Lord and she vowed to give her son fully to God when he was weaned. And so God heard her cry and gave her one of the greatest prophets that the world has ever known. A prophet's name is Samuel. Out there beyond these walls, and even amongst us today, there is a prophet waiting to be born. Outside the walls, he or she may be roaming the streets right now. He or she may be on drugs or, or, or on an alcoholic, or they may just be sitting at home waiting for an opportunity to be more than what they are. You see, the underlying message I heard just a few moments ago is that God has more for all of us. And based on the reaction of all of you who were standing here at the altar, there is no doubt in my mind that all of you want more as well. Amen? Amen. There really is nothing wrong with wanting more as a people of God. Uh, there is not even anything wrong with striving to get better, striving to be better as a child of God. Very interesting that I heard... Uh, you know, although she was talking about Christians, but there's a difference between a Christian and a believer. Yes. We'll talk about that in just a minute or two. But there is nothing wrong in wanting the supernatural working in your life. Yes, 
Amen? People of God, don't shut me down because I'm preaching real good now. But if you are satisfied with being a sometimes saint, and I'm going to say this to you today, if you are just satisfied with being a sometimes saint, that is all that you will ever, ever be. Jesus. Mm. But if you're hungry and you want more from God, based on what I heard today, it's time for us to get busy, saints of God. So if you're just satisfied, satisfied with coming and, and, and sitting, then that's all you'll ever do is just come and sit. But God wants you to be more. Yes, does. Yes. We want you to be more. Right. We want you to do more. That is why we push you to pray. Yes. That is why we tell you to fast and seek the Lord. Yes. Because without his power in our lives... There will be no more than a shout or a jump in our lives. Every now and then you'll feel the spirit like the song says. Every now and then there'll be a quickening in your spirit. But there won't be any consistency in the things that God has for you. I want to see more people come to God. I want to see the miraculous happen. I want to see all of us be blessed. And inside the womb of every true child of God, every believer is a cry for the miraculous. And everybody wants to see signs and wonders and miracles perform. There is a cry, C-R-Y, from uh, the saints of God, from the people of God, from their spiritual womb for the manifestation of the power of God to be fruitful so that Souls can be birthed into the kingdom of God. Oh, important for all of us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There is such a sweet spirit in this place on today. And I believe this morning, well, this afternoon at this time, somebody in here is looking past Elkanah. And, and Elkanah represents the love, the blessings, and the favor of God. Hallelujah. How many of you are willing to cry out and contend with God for the glory and the power that he has available to you? That's what we want. In other words, somebody, maybe not everybody, but somebody wants more out of life than to just go along and to get along when it comes to the things of God. Somebody in here want a life of maximum impact and a life of maximum power operating and manifested in their lives? Come on, shout me down real good in here on today. Hallelujah. Is there anybody in here today that would stand up on their feet and let the devil know that you are a force to be reckoned with and let the devil know that you are a contender, not a pretender? And that you want more than to just be blessed. You want to be able to make a maximum impact for the kingdom of God. 
Hallelujah. Well, now that we've got that all settled, let's look at our scripture here today. Hallelujah. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. In Ephesians chapter 4. Hallelujah. Verses 11 through verses 13. We're reading on page 1540. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, Unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. So in other words, God has something in mind for you and for me and for even for those outside of this door that don't yet know Christ. But your assignment, my assignment, our assignment collectively is to bring every believer to the place of maximum impact. I don't know if you realize what the word maximum means. Maximum means the greatest possible amount. It means the largest amount or the highest level that can be reached. Maximum means the largest and the greatest number. But I have discovered that a lot of people in the body of Christ are very comfortable and satisfied right where they are. And they don't want to be pushed. They don't want to be challenged. They don't want to be stretched when it comes to the things of God. Oh, we got a challenge on this morning. We got a little pushing on this morning. We did a little stretching, amen, and that's only the beginning because you've got just a little stretch, but we yet have to be stretched to the greatest possible amount. And that only comes by surrendering and giving your life wholeheartedly and completely to our Lord. Hallelujah. It's time for you to be pushed. We just got a little nudge on this morning, but it's time for you to be pushed. Some people don't like to be pushed. And if you come by and if you push them, even if it is in the right direction, even if it's good for them, and even if it is in their best interest, if you push them, then you're no longer going to be their most favorite person. Now, I know a whole lot of folk like that. You want to minister to them. You want to show them the love of God. You want to tell them how much God loves them. Amen. You want to bless them and do everything. But after a while, when you start to challenge them and you want them to come up a little higher, They see you coming, and they want to go in the other direction. Hallelujah. But what we got today, we got a nudge, we got a push, we were challenged on today. Hallelujah. And one of the things that I've known for a very long time, and I hope you know that I love you. God loves you. We love you. But I love you enough, Elder loves you enough to keep on pushing you. And to take the flack, to take the grumbling, to take the complaining, to take the whining, and to take the criticism. Hallelujah. We love you enough 
to take all of that hostility and all of those isms and all of those other things to keep on pushing you, even if you think sometimes that we as a ministerial staff, as ministers and as pastors, even sometimes if you think we are a pain in the neck, it's all because we want you to experience a life of maximum impact. In fact, as we read in our scripture here, we might even say that Hannah, that's what she said about Penina. So if you have your Bible, just turn back to 1 Samuel chapter uh, 1, verse 6. This is what Hannah said. 1 Samuel chapter 1, verse 6. He is my adversary. A thorn in my side. He makes me uncomfortable. He irritates me. And in fact, I can't stand him. So Penina was provoked. Penina provoked Hannah over her barrenness. Can you imagine somebody in the scripture saying all of that? He's my adversary and they're not talking about the enemy. He's a thorn in my side. He makes me uncomfortable. He irritates me. And in fact, I just can't stand him. But the point is Hannah had more in her. She was a woman of God, but she had more than in her. But she was satisfied to have the love of her husband and she was satisfied to be blessed and to be favored and never reach, believe, or expect more from her life. Until she was pushed, until she was provoked, one thing about Hannah is this, nothing changed. And I believe that so many of you, so many of us, until you are pushed, until you are provoked, until you're brought to that place where you have that aha moment like we received on this morning, hallelujah, then nothing was ever going to change in your life. Hallelujah. I know Elder Davidi didn't come here today. I know I didn't come here today. I know Pastor Dora didn't come here today uh, to make friends. We came to push you and to provoke you cause you to challenge you to come up higher in the Lord. In all of that being said, I'm here this afternoon as an adversary. I am an adversary to the status quo mindsets and thinking that so much permeate the people of God. I'm an adversary to lukewarmness and indifference. I'm an adversary to settling for the crumbs when you can have the whole loaf. I'm an adversary of the giants, but I support grape grabbing. In fact, how many of you are still grabbing grapes? Hallelujah. I'm an adversary to sitting in church and never reaching out for more, never contending for the faith that was once delivered unto the saints. There are those who are never will never ever reach for the gifts of the Spirit. They'll never cast out a devil or lay hands on the sick and even see them recover. I'm an adversary to a form of godliness that denies the power of God. I'm an adversary to religion or any form of religion that can be satisfied with just knowing that you're saved while the rest of the world is going to hell in a handbasket. I'm an adversary to all of those standoffish and and, and, and snooty, uh, self-righteous, 
snooty-nosed Christians who want to sit and pass judgment on everybody that doesn't meet their standards. Well, maybe there's something going on you right now, and, and somebody may say, well, pastor, you're making me mad. Well, you know what I have to say to that? Praise God. Amen. And I hope that before I'm finished, that I make every one of you mad. M-A-D. Now, it doesn't stand for what you think it stands for, but it's M period, A period, D period, which stands for motivated against the devil. Get mad, somebody, and get motivated against the devil. Get motivated, get mad against the one who's trying to keep you down and hold you down and hold you back. Get mad with the one who has been blocking your blessings. Get motivated against the devil. Get motivated against he who has been holding back and keeping you from your healing. Get mad with him. Get mad from the one who is trying to take away that mission and that vision that God has already placed within you. Now, I don't know if Hannah and Panina ever became friends, but I do know this. If it weren't for her adversary, if it weren't for Panina, Hannah would never have lived, would have lived her entire life Barren in her womb. Sometimes we need a shaking up and a stirring up like we had here on this morning. Sometimes we need to hear a word from the Lord, a spontaneous, unscripted word from the Lord that will call you out, bring you up front, pour something in you so that the rivers of living water can flow out of you. Everybody needs a panina every now and then in your life in their lives. Glory be to God. Am I preaching real good here on this morning? Hallelujah. Hannah, she was blessed, but she was barren. She was favored, but she was barren. Hannah was comfortable, but she was barren. Hannah was graced, but she was fruitless when it came to conceiving. Somebody had to provoke Hannah Somebody had to provoke her to believe for more, to reach for more, and to expect more, and even produce more. Hallelujah. Pernina provoked us on this morning. We've been provoked to, to believe for more, to reach for more, and to expect more, and ultimately to produce more for the kingdom of God. And the Bible record. The Bible record testifies that Samuel... One of the greatest prophets that ever lived came out of Hannah's womb because somebody provoked her. Just think of all that greatness that will come out of your womb, that will come out of your spiritual womb just because a woman of God had nerve enough to stand up and provoke you right here in this place. Now let me tell you this, people of God. The jewels in your life and the most valuable things in your life are the things and the people that push you and provoke you to become the best that you can be. When you were growing up, did your parents or your teachers always pat you on the head and agree with everything that you did and never correct you or rebuke you? Did they? So, if I disturb you, or if I even 
agitate you or even get on your last nerve, even if I aggravate you, it's all worth it if I can motivate you. I learned something a long time ago. People who get up early to go to work appreciate the rooster who crows at daybreak. But the people who are lazy and have no ambition and no goals and no dreams and no expectations, they hate the rooster. And they just want to kill him and flush him down the toilet. Which one of those are you? Somebody here today listening to my voice has been just like Hannah. You're saved. You know God loves you. You know you're blessed and highly favored and you have the grace of God operating in your life. But you become comfortable and satisfied, adjusted and settled. But I believe, oh glory be to God, hallelujah, I believe today that God has already sent his word to stir you up, to wake you up, and to provoke you, and to to get you up, and to get you moving, to get in the press, and to contend for his presence, for his power, and his glory. How many of you want the power of God? How many of you want the glory of God manifested in your life? Well, hallelujah, let me say it this way. God sent me here today to push you and to provoke you because that's, there's more in you than you could ever imagine. Shut up in your spiritual womb are resources that have not ever been touched. There are ministries and songs and books and gifts and talents. There's an anointing. There are dreams and visions that are locked up on the inside in your belly. And God stopped by here today to open up your spiritual womb. There's something about God that hates to see waste. God is disturbed when he sees so much potential that's just lying dormant. And I believe that somebody today realizes that there's more in them. Today, I pray. That somebody is making the decision right now to leave the comfortable and the convenient. Somebody is now leaving those lowlands of good enough. And they're now headed for the high places of excellence and greatness and maximum impact. How many of you are leaving the lowlands? We're headed for the highland. We're headed for the high ground. I'm talking to somebody today who up until now had been satisfied just to splash around in that fountain of blood. Knowing that your sins are washed away and that you're going to go to heaven when you die. And to them, that's good enough. But I believe something has started stirring up on the inside of you. And you are feeling something moving in your belly and in your spirit right now, and it's rolling around right now. Hallelujah. Well, it's stirring and it's moving on the inside of you right now because there is a Samuel in there that's trying to get out. There is a prophetic anointing on the inside of you that's trying to be birthed in your life. 
There is an apostle that's stretching on the inside of you right now. That's why you've been uncomfortable. That's why things that used to satisfy you won't satisfy you anymore. That's why you've been irritated and agitated because there has been a Holy Ghost stirring going on in the inside of you. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. What I'm saying in my closing is this. Hallelujah. It was through worship. It was through worship that Hannah's womb was opened up. It was worship that tapped into all of those hidden resources that she had on the inside of her. It was through worship that she broke that curse of barrenness. It was through worship that her womb was opened up. You don't even know the full potential that God has placed inside of you. But through worship, you can become a channel of blessing to the world, people of God. I believe as we spend time not praying, not asking, but just worshiping God, hallelujah, in spirit and in truth, that some spiritual wombs are going to be opened Some spiritual births are going to take place. There is a spiritual birth taking place amongst us right now. And I believe that ministries are being birthed right now in the name of Jesus. Somebody, hallelujah, under the sound of my voice is giving birth to a new vision as you worship. And God is bringing them clarity and understanding right now. There are new levels of anointing that are being birthed in this place right now. There is a new passion for souls and a burden for the lost that's being birthed in this place right now. Just as worship opens up the heavens, it also opens up your spiritual womb. Hallelujah. How many of you feel those birth pains going on right now? Down in your spirit right now. Hallelujah. And your spiritual womb, your spiritual womb becomes the door on this earth through which heaven will be manifested here in this earth. Did not Jesus say in John chapter 7, did not he say out of your belly, out of your innermost being, out of your spiritual womb would flow rivers of living water? Hallelujah. But there's something we miss sometimes. In the verse before that, Jesus said, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. Hallelujah. Well, we were standing here at the altar. We were standing here on holy ground. And all of you that were thirsty, I pray that you have had the opportunity to drink in and drink sufficiently. All of that's found in John chapter 7, verse 37 and verse 38. Hallelujah. I'm finished with the word of God today. But praise God, it has been a glorious time and a glorious occasion. There has been an inflowing of the Holy Spirit in this place today. Now it's time for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. First you take it in, and then you let it out. Spiritual birth taking place right now in the name of Jesus. Stand to your feet. Healing's taking place right now. Anointing's taking place right now. Breakthrough taking place right now. 
Hallelujah. Restoration taking place right now. Hallelujah. Wisdom. Hallelujah. Revelation. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. All taking place in this place right now. Hallelujah. Whatever it is you need, just push. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Push in your spiritual womb. Hallelujah. Push right now. Pray until something happens. Push right now. Hallelujah. Get mad right now. Hallelujah. Get mad right now. Get motivated against the devil. Get motivated against the one who's trying to hold you back. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. How many of you want more from the Lord? Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Well, he is the God of much more in all that you receive. Deliverance is taking place right now. Walls are being broken down right now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah.